Welcome to Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. It's one of the things that um, I'm hoping happens from this is that guys understand what is going on in our community, Embakasi, right here. But before all of that, uh, just introduce yourself to our people and uh, to turn them there. Hi everyone, pleasure to be here. Uh, my name is Rosalyn Hanja Odera. Uh, I'm a mother to two special children, Adrian and Morgan, and husband Timothy, my husband, not a mother to my husband. <laughs> 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 Timothy Odera is here today. Uh, so my day-to-day job uh, entails running a design agency. But I have a passion for the special needs um, area. So, uh, Christine, a good friend and co-founder of Rare Disease, we formed a, uh, an organization called Rare Disorders Case. So it teaches out and creates also awareness about rare diseases that are in the country and also in the region. Uh, I'm also part of the special needs uh, committee in Nyayo Estate. Uh, we have a subcommittee. Yes, among so many other things. So, Karim san I'd want us just get straight into how you found out. Like, what's your story? Um, you're a, sorry to say, normal person. You're just like any one of us. And then um, you find out something. So, how how's your story been from um, you not knowing to the place that you, you now know what happened. Okay, so um, I'll start with my coming to this space of the special needs. Huh? So my firstborn uh, was born, was okay, pregnancy was fine, and then somewhere around one and a half we realized that he would cough a lot. And after subsequent doctor's visits and everything, we found out that he was asthmatic. So that sort of was a preemptive for me, how to, in the medical arena, so to speak. So now that meant looking for specialists and those who have uh, asthmatic kids, you know how it can be quite So he started school, by then I had already gotten, no, that's when I had my second one. So when I was pregnant, <clears throat> it was a very risky pregnancy. Uh, it's called a low-lying placenta, if anyone has gotten that. And, and basically it means your placenta can rupture from the uterus rather than separate and that is really an emergency you can lose the child. So I was on bed rest. So the doctors are keenly, you know, always following up. So during a routine scan, uh, they found out that my son has um, what is called fluid in the kidneys. But the doctor said that will pass. Well, sometimes it just disappears. So when I was in my eighth month, that's when now my usual doctor was not there. I had to go to another one. He was much more thorough. And he sent me to someone to just check. And that's when they found out that my son has something that is missing in the brain. It's called a thermos. It controls movement. The very fact that you're all sitting, and if you go on the side, you know, you can write yourself. That's part of the cerebellar thermos. So uh, they said he doesn't have it, but everything else looks fine. So it's a wait and see. Um, we were given a different diagnosis. So by the time uh, Morgan was born, uh, 
you know, the doctors are waiting because it was something rare. So, so far, he scored well, you know, those scores that they give you when you, you know, you, you come out. <laughs> and he seemed okay. But then somewhere I remember noticing his breathing was off. And I told the doctor, and the doctor said, they tend to do that once in a while. So he had irregular breathing. That was actually one of the red flags that uh, if they knew what it was, they would have caught it. Then, but the neurologist was in and they said, okay, he looks fine, we'll just keep checking. So around two, two days, he developed jaundice. Now, I'm sure a lot of us have gotten the children have jaundice. Jaundice nowadays is kawaii. But something was still off. And I remember telling the nurse, call the doctor. And they still did it. And he said, jaundice, not to fatter. So by the time the doctor is coming, it was at day three, the jaundice was so bad. So by that afternoon, we had to go for an emergency. This called blood exchange. So you see, the problem with if you have too much jaundice, it can, you can get brain damage and become deaf. So his levels are too high. So what they do is they take you to the ICU, they remove your blood and pump you back with uh, blood. So he went through that and he was fine. So after a week, his levels came back down and we were good. We were in fact, we were discharged. But I still felt something is wrong. So I told the doctors, I'm not, in fact, they told them, oh, we've already discharged you and everything. And I kept, I called the doctor and said, something is wrong. So by the time the doctor was coming so that we can have that final discussion. And the nurse said, we noticed something. He had blood in his foot. So now that was a whole oh, emergency. So he had to be readmitted. So they found out he has something called, it's, uh, your gut can die off because of a bacteria. It's called necro, neck in short form. It's a long yes. So preemie babies tend to get it and they easily die off. So he was a full term and of course there was concerns and everything. So anyway, we were again there for another two weeks because that means you stop uh, food by mouth and you're fed through IVs. So after, that was now by three weeks, we were good to go home. Uh, and things were looking good. In fact, I, I remember telling you, let's just go. <laughs> we were the fucking clinic before, or oh, noticed something else and we had to go back. <laughs> so we left and started journey at home. So everything seemed fine. Uh, but then again, we had other issues now, like he was not gaining weight. You know the way you have, uh, with children, you have that car chart. Yeah. And you, are, you, you know, you use it, we are 75%, 50%, that one. Yes. Now that car, car curve, eh? Now my son was like this. He had, in fact, he was nose diving, eh? He was at four months and he was born with three kgs. He was four kgs. So it's falling outside the chart and falling and going. Mm. And of course, it was a concern because he was no longer even gaining weight. Now he was even losing. So of course, uh, and then the doctor at the time said, you know, these children pretend not to gain weight, but I was still not convinced. So after a while, we figured out a few things that the bottle we were using, he didn't like it. He has a high palate, so he can't yonya nicely. Uh, beyond that, uh, he also didn't like the smell of Milton. You know the way we use Milton? <laughs> he was a picky baby. <laughs> and then uh, the other thing was that, okay, my milk was not enough. So once we sorted that out, within a week he added 700 grams. And then he started picking up. And actually within a week he even added almost a centimeter. It was only his body had stopped growing. And within a week he actually... <laughs> 
So, and then, you know, life. It continues, so you're always dealing with this or that. So somewhere around four months, the doctor said, let's just do a brain MRI. And that's what now they finally found out what the problem was. So what it's called, is called Chaubert syndrome. It's J-O-U-B-E-R-T. It's French, but named after the person who uh, discovered it. It's called Chaubert syndrome. So what it means is that the brain stem is malformed in a very specific way. When you see on an MRI, it looks like a tooth, like a, you know, a molar tooth. It's called Chaubert syndrome. So, and it's an emerging group of diseases or disorders that they're finding that uh, with that, now you can find um, several diseases that they thought they were separate, they're all being put under one umbrella, it's causing other things. So how, what, it, what it means is that children tend to have apneas or irregular also breathing. Apneas is where you pause, you know the way mothers at night you make sure the baby is breathing? So sometimes they stop to breathe, the, bo- the body does not react. You know the way you put a, they stop breathing and they just stop and pause for so long. So that has repercussions on your brain. So there's that, and then there's irregular breathing. So if my son gets even excited at this point or gets unwell, you'll find that his breathing will be off. So you just need to know that at the back of your mind. So luckily for him, it's not that bad. It affects other body parts. So uh, his kidneys, remember the issue of the kidneys? Yes. So one kidney does not work, the other one does. So even what Neftema medications that you give, like you know something like ibuprofen that we give children, we can't give him because it can easily long-term damage the very one kidney. That one works well. That one works well, and thank God for that. Mm. Uh, of course, his eyes are affected, so he normally wears glasses. He forgot to try them. <laughs> so. <laughs> they have got something like what is called nystagmus, the eye dances. If you've ever seen someone, the eye dance called nystagmus. Um, so the thing about Jovea, it affects other body parts. Mm-hmm. Now, um, so that's in a nutshell. So being home, taking care of Morgan, yes. I was able to notice that my son is struggling in school. And I thought he's just being, you know, goofy. Mm. Then with time, that's when I realized that my son was dyslexic. Mm. Dyslexic means that these children are not able to read letters or process letters well. Yeah. They're very bright, but they're not able to... Letters confuse them. Mm. In, in, that is the basic end, in a very basic way of saying it. This is the older son now. Yes, the older son. Mm. So he's special in that way, that even in school, that means that teacher has to understand that uh, he will always have that challenge. Reading will he be slow in reading, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not that he doesn't get the concept. It's just that putting that down in paper or mm-hmm. reading is slow, but he understands the concept. So it means that you have to be, you have to look for a teacher who understands, he's, const- he's hyperactive, so that's why we kind of let him go to the <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> Otherwise he will be a bit uh, anxious yeah. here. So, uh, so yeah, so that's in a nutshell, okay. that. Okay. Yes. So you found out what um, is going on. Yes. Um, how, how do your neighbors start treating you? How does your family process this? Because yes. you're, you're still processing it yes. as a family. Mm. And then, I'm sorry to even ask, but how does the church, because mm. you're, you're part of a church body yes. this time. Yes. How, how do we now start looking at you, treating you? Yeah. How, how's all of that? Okay. So now, of course, now when you find out what's going on, of course, there's those emotions that you have. Of course, there's the shock and the bitterness and those conversations we have with God. I remember for the longest time I was asking, God, you give people 
blessings, I mean, the good blessings in terms of children. Yes. Why was mine a bit, ni kama uko unataka kunipatia yote, ulinipatia ile, just go away. You know, kind of, I, I honestly felt like that she could Yes. You know, why, why was that like that? So there was those conversations I would have and not understanding why God, why did you have to let this happen? Mm. Of course, you know, it's not like you have someone else you'd want it to happen to, but mm. you just try and understand. So, uh, around the same time, I remember even when we were in hospital, and that's the thing, well-meaning uh, people come, and you know, this woman came and said, just remove that child and go with him in home, in faith. <laughs> and this is a child God that is not with faith. You know, it's a faith issue for her. That time, my son has is being fed through intravenous, so you can't feed by mouth. So I'm trying to explain this, that can't happen. Okay, she did that for her preemie, but it's a different scenario. And even after we came home, I remember by then that time had passed, she came home and I think she didn't like the fact that I was accepting what's going on. And for her, it was the fact that it's like I've given up. So she came and told me, you know, if you prayed enough, this child will be healed. She even quoted a Bible verse. <laughs> and uh, I tried to have that conversation. I said, let's agree to disagree. And unfortunately, that's what happens in the special needs arena. Yes. Well-meaning or sometimes maybe not well-meaning, people will come and have those discussions with you and tell you your, your child is like this because you didn't do or you did do there will be a few Bible verses that we quoted and given to you. God is a healer. Yeah, God is a healer. There's a pastor so and so. You need to go and see them. But this is not really about a faith issue. It's not that, because you know, even if I was asking her, how much praying should I do? Three times, 20 times a day, in what direction do I need to move? You know, so that there's an SI unit I know I'm following or not following. Jerusalem. <laughs> And how much do I know that, you know, I'm a fanyika, eh? <laughs> So, it, it, unfortunately, the church is a place where people should come and unburden and find comfort. And it's the one place that you find that people shun you away. Because uh, people don't understand. People constantly feel it's a curse. It's punishment from God. You didn't follow. We've been told we didn't follow traditions. My husband is Lua and Kyuk. So, you know, there's that one, or yeah. someone somewhere has seen and be done what? This was a mess from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, like, so where does God come in this? If you believe in God, does it mean that Mahali, his powers are not enough? <laughs> you need to go to the Wagangas or something? Yes, yes. So, unfortunately, and that is now for me, but for me in church, I didn't get that much uh, discrimination. But mm. for other people, I know of a mother who the church, the women came to pray for the son. The child is autistic. Mm. And they came to pray demons. And you see, this is the one place to church. Eh? Mm. So for her, it's, it was a heart. Eh? Mm. So sometimes people who are well-meaning can mm. can hurt you yeah. in by the, what they say. Yeah, you, there's a time we spoke and you told me about um, a family that was once visited mm. by a group of pastors. Yeah. And that by itself just meant... Yes. yes. Actually, that was us. So we did... <laughs> <laughs> How do you to... Uh, that, like, that was us. So yes. uh, that was, I'm assuming, a good way. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So now, uh, last year we did uh, Lea. 
Yes, you have layer, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, so we did layer, we had done it before, but in the end you have baby dedication. Mm -hmm. And we couldn't go because now for for us, uh, going, and that's a common thing for people who are in the special needs sphere, mm -hmm. going to church is, you find that it's, it's, it's tough in mm -hmm. so many ways. Either you've not had a long week, because like now for us, we've constantly been, in a week we'll probably be going to hospitals three to four times sometimes, especially in the first six months. So Sunday or weekend is the one time you, you take a brief and just unajikumbuka, because unajikumbuka kwa list to somewhere here. So you kind of remember that you have even thoughts, you hear your own thoughts. Eh? Or maybe the whole night you've not slept for one thing or another. Or just getting through that door is hard. Maybe something has happened and for us we were always in constant state of emergency. Mm. So going to church on Sunday became hard and also for him, if he comes in a gathering like this before and someone has a cold, mm. he picks it up, it will take him two months to finish one cold. By then, and hopefully that is by then it has not gotten complicated. Mm. So we wouldn't go to church as in, yeah, we would listen to sermons from, you know. You even mentioned the sound, the light. Yes, the sound, the light. In fact, I had to ask you how much Kelele there would be. And I was in the car, you just told me that. You know that? So every so often you hear him screaming and, you know, so if it is too loud, you will start screaming. So, there he is. Was that mine or yours? Amen. So, we couldn't go to church, in other words. So he, they decided they would come and dedicate the baby at home. Mm. And that really, really touched us. Because mm. you know, they, that is the church reaching out. And that yes. simple gesture mm. is enough. Mm. And for us, it really, we, were, we felt blessed. They came yes. and they, you know, sat with us, we mm. ate and they prayed for the children. Good. And we had actually service in the house. Awesome. And that's how the church can reach out. Good. What else can, can the church do? people do like even because I'm sure the guys here were like hey maybe I have a cousin mm, a friend a, a neighbor yeah neighbor mm. Mm. so now for I would start with the basic mm. you can pray yes. but don't stop there but let me tell you how you can pray it's so in, in this journey uh, it can financially drain you mm. we've had to take secondary insurances and consider a third one so that we can keep up because mm. you know the medical bills are so hard yes. especially for a special uh, a rare condition mm. uh, and even for the other conditions it's still hard you have therapies it's, it's financially drained so God to provide them at their, uh, at their meet them at their needs eh? yes, yes. Uh, pray for that they might be able to hear God's word because a lot there's a lot of bitterness going in there You've been discriminated with every right, especially with children, uh, with parents who have autistic children. You know, if they were here, they'll start screaming and flapping, and most people yes. feel like, oh, you know, they start. Yeah. You're constantly looked at and being judged by people. So, uh, <clears throat> pray that they might even be able to to listen to God's word, and that this can still open their hearts to listen to God's yes. word. Yes. How can the church help? You can still, like that, visit. Yes. Visit. Uh, if it's a neighbor, say hi. You know it can be awkward initially, but say hi, reach out, talk to them, withhold your judgment. Don't don't start telling them why you think or you're coming to solve their problems. Just start a relationship, uh, assist where they are. I remember at the beginning, um, 
I would sometimes just need someone to run an errand for me. To go to the supermarket, maybe you're going to the supermarket, yes. buy, get something yes. for me. Yes. Sometimes it's just to stay with the older one when mm -hmm. we run because we had to dash to, to, yes. to the hospital. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, the other one, be sensitive in the things that you see. You see, like now when you're coming to share the gospel with me, be sensitive. Don't tell me this happened because, eh? yes. as in withhold judgment. When you find this still a child in the supermarket screaming and raising a tantrum, don't assume it is because of a discipline issue. Sometimes this child is overwhelmed by a simple thing. When they talk or they, you know, the music, it could be smells or something burned somewhere. That, you know, triggers something. And they start screaming and everything. The mother might not know how to calm them, especially being a space. Of course, everyone is looking around like, hey, you know, you've not done a good job in disciplining that. Sometimes it's not that. Eh? So just just understand that and don't stare. Mm. <laughs> we are very big on staring here. <laughs> Sometimes someone stares even when you're, you know, next to each other, you're like, we get this over with. Eh? Someone has stared, I was creeping over. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's tough sometimes, yeah. but um, also talk talk to your children about disability. Of course, it's a conversation yeah, you should yes, have about yes, it, yes. and you'll find that you might be holding certain beliefs. Mm -hmm. But also have that conversation with your children mm -hmm. and tell them, and especially if in your neighborhood you have uh, like birthday parties, always include that child yes, and yes. tell your child to learn to um, t uh, include them. Mm. Like I remember the one time my my first one was saying there was a child who is stammering mm. and so other kids would make fun and he even came to tell me this one talks like ah, I'm like now <laughs> you will be the ambassador yes make sure that anyone who talks like that you tell them it's not good yes and that that child from now will start to come to me and every time the child will come to my house I'll notice that he doesn't want to talk so he would do everything not to talk point or get someone else to talk. So encourage that. So mm. be the ones to reach out Good. and do what you can. Yes. So um, final two questions. Yes. One, how many homes do you think are in Embakasi, especially just Nyaya, mm. where we visited most of our ministry, mm -hmm. uh, are in that kind of special need space? Mm. And then to finish off with that, why did you begin your mm. the organization that you you run? So, about homes, I don't have this, the actual statistics, Yes. but uh, there are many, mm. there are a lot. In fact, uh, we, I remember in the Nyayo Estate, let me say Nyayo Estate, we have a WhatsApp group, yes. and I posted about anyone who wants to join. Mm. I put it at night before I went to bed. By morning, I had like 40 people had joined the group, and that was without the others that were already there. Yes. So it is there. But the thing is that people, because of all this stigma and discrimination, yes. they hide. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're afraid. Mm -hmm. And sometimes even you find that, in fact, the funniest thing is that even in my own court, mm -hmm. uh, I start talking to this, I know this lady, until when we start talking, I start seeing the child, and I realize she has a special yeah. child. Yeah. And she's no. never said anything. Yeah. Then I ask her, so me, yeah, I'll just ask. I, I notice that yeah, she's just telling me, then she tells me about her journey and everything and all that. And I realize another one, I know, this the child has speech therapy going. Yeah. Shortly, I'm telling you, within one month, I've gotten like 10 people. So everyone is, you know, behind closed doors. Mm. And special needs is wide. Eh? Yes, yes. 
you can have that child who's maybe slow to speak, uh, delayed milestones, might not be a lot, and then there are those who now are incapacitated in one way or another. So, yeah, there are a lot of homes. There's lots. Uh, there are lots of homes. So, so why, why open the organization? Okay. Yes. So the organization that we founded with Christine is called Rare Diseases. So allow me to go down that road. Yes, yes. So rare diseases are those these, um, illnesses or disorders that are so rare that they are put there's a there's a normally a threshold. So like in Europe, it's one in two thousand. Uh, where diseases are, you know, one in two thousand or more. Mm-hmm. Uh, in UK, they have their own. Um, there are those, you know, every country should have their own. In Kenya, we don't have. So these diseases are so rare that most of the times doctors don't know about them, or they, you know, even if they do, they don't know how to treat you. Mm-hmm. And then the one thing the is that even yes, and then. Um, there are about 6,000 to 8,000 rare diseases. That's a lot, isn't it? Mm. That's a lot. So, and out of these 8,000, 80% are genetic. So you pass them on. Mm. And the other are infections or autoimmune or, you know. Um, and 50% affect children. That is global statistics. Eh? 50%, and unfortunately, most don't see, don't live beyond their second Mm. So that, those are the statistics. Mm. But let's now come down to Kenya. Mm. Like now, uh, I represent Shobea syndrome. Mm. affects one in a hundred thousand. As at the beginning of last year, there were less than 600 cases around the globe, globe. known. Yes. In Kenya, I was the only one. In fact, I would go to the doctors and then I have this whole sheet. I have to tell them, so this is Jobea syndrome, this Which is what it is. Never encountered before. Never had. <laughs> You're now, you actually, that's the thing. With rare diseases, you become the expert because you have the time to do yes. research every day. I mean, it's real time. Yeah. It's real time, eh? I'm seeing it, you know. So when I even I'm telling, even sometimes I tell the doctors, no, we can't do this because of this. Mm. And if you have a good doctor, they'll listen to you. Good. So if you don't have a good one, so. That's, so that's where I came from. So for me, my journey has been a bit easier. Uh, for everyone, it's not so. You find that people probably are getting their diagnosis around maybe years, or you've been misdiagnosed. You see, like, you were given one diagnosis, then later on a different one. So the challenges are, one, you're misdiagnosed. Some of those symptoms appear like other yes. Like now, for us, we could so easily have been told it's CP when their bath was okay and everything, you know, like they would just have said CP because it looks like CP. Mm. I mean, he has delayed milestones and all yes. that. But why is it so important that you find out what type of disease? You see now, if it was CP, you will not start looking at the kidneys. No. You will not start looking at things like the retina. Is he seeing well? You might not start looking at these other organs or know that. And then another thing, knowing which gene means, because there are around 30 genes that cause Jobert. A specific gene, you need to now chart a path. You will constantly look at liver, the heart, and everything. It's if it's you know mm. it's functioning well. If it's this gene, then you know. So there's there's a lot that you need to. So you see, the doctor might not have all that information. Yeah, so even when you like now, sometimes when you go to us, maybe he has a fever. I know I'll give paracetamol, but when he's in hospital, you know sometimes they'll even come with cataflam. Cataflam has ibuprofen, mm-hmm. and it can easily hurt his kidneys. 
certain medications can easily affect them. But the, see, the doctor will not know. Hmm? So I have to inform, inform them. Yeah. Whoa. So, so the reason why you... So the reason why, oh yeah, that's one of the reasons that one, the lack of awareness, people don't know. Yes. There's still that whole thing, and especially with, you know, with genetic causes, that means, like now for us, with every child, there's a 25% chance that they will get ah, the same illness. And yes. even when it is, it could be profound or mild. Yes. It, it, it depends. Mm. So it's, it's nice to know, and then you decide whether you still want to have children mm. or whatever. Yes. And for some, it's 50% chance. For mm. every child, there's a 50% chance you get. Mm. You see, these are just genetics. Genetic. Okay, there's a fifth element, mm. but you see, it's good to know. Mm. So, for us, the awareness, eh? telling people that it's okay, it's, yes. this, is, this has happened, mm. and it's not because you, again, stigma, you did it's not do, or you did not honor your grandparent, or you did not, you did not, you know, and people just to come out and accept that. Some of the rare diseases are really, really debilitating, really bad. We have like cases where children are in an ICU in the house. Yeah, you told me. Yeah, yeah. So they are constantly in ICU. Yes, and it's it's that's their life. The, that mother has given up her life to take care of that child. It's so you can imagine if you're coming with that, despite what she's dealing with, and you come with this uh, you know, it, you just add to too much nonsense, you know. Yes. Uh, and also to make it easier for the next parent, because uh, for me, I might not have had it bad, there are people who have had it really bad, marriages, separation, because they don't understand what's going on. So I want to make it easier for the next one. And also a place where people can just meet and just talk. There are things that I would say yes. that she would understand immediately. Exactly. But if I said it to someone else, they wouldn't quite get what I'm saying. They think maybe I'm complaining or whatever. Mm. So for me, it's just to let people know that we exist. Mm. Uh, don't pity us. We don't need pity. No. Empathize with us. Help where we can help. And, and especially in the church, I need... To be included, I am a body of this Christ. Yes, as in, yes, you know, First yes. Corinthians uh, twelve, mm. the body of Christ. I'm still part of this. I have gifts and talents, and even you know what, my child also yes, has gifts yes. and talents. Absolutely, was gifted. Yes, yes you yes, can't. Yes. Things you just don't. You can't tell because you know we think that normal, mm. normal, looks a certain way, yes. but they come with gifts and talents that mm. they can add to the body of Christ, and we yes. should be able to allow that. Yes. Yes. Um, is the bitterness still there? Do you still oh. believe? Do, <laughs> no. you, do you still believe in healing in yes. closing? So for me, this is my theory or theology of disability. <laughs> I believe uh, when, especially when it's genetic in nature, I, I believe you know when the fall of man yes. in the Garden of Eden, yes. when it came through, death came through, not only the separation of your spirit and God, <laughs> but also death, death, the dying, but also in sickness and diseases mm. so in that imperfection it we carry it in mm. so as much as that is there but god's grace abounds yeah as in then for me i see miracles every day yeah with my children mm. and i have so much to thank god for and i remember someone i was talking to someone and someone asked you um has this made you more believe less in God, mm -hmm. but actually believe in God more? Because I actually see it real time. Mm -hmm. If you just take a pause and a moment to see, even despite in the even in the craziness of it all, mm -hmm. you actually see 
God. I see God in between them. And it's so easy for someone outside to see the, you know, all the bad that goes with it. Yes. But, and that's the thing for me that talking to, the, to people who are right there in the middle to show them that take a pause and you'll actually see God shutting his way. Yes. yes, this will happen. Healing might still, I believe that this healing can still happen, yes. but it will happen at his own time. Amen. I, there's nothing I can do maybe to accelerate it. Yes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but he might choose to heal, mm. and if he doesn't, that's fine. According to his, mm. I only pray he gives me the strength and the grace to actually cause it. There are times when at the beginning I thought, you, you don't know if your child will live the next one minute ah, the next, you don't know you yes. are in total uncertainty and you have to surrender to that exactly and getting out of that and seeing like right now actually we are as someone said we're celebrating a period of rest so we've always been in a constant emergency yeah <laughs> we even know we even have doctors numbers on speed dial even even when i would go anywhere my phone was always on the desk upward because in case any time I'm called yes. like you are Kukutane, you call this doctor, call this doctor and they call this doctor, you know. And we were always on that that was our lives mm. and we had to restructure everything. At the time we had to remove the other one from school mm. so that he doesn't bring infections because his lungs are not healing. Because uh, yes. he's constantly infection. So there's always that. And then all of a sudden we could. In fact, the other day I went to the hospital and I was asked for the hospital number and I couldn't remember. Uh-huh. I think that's a good thing, isn't that's, it? That's good, yeah. That's good. Because you're constantly on that. Mm-hmm. Right now, we, we're enjoying that, that yes. you no longer have those emergencies. Things are good. Yes. We can come to a place like this. You wouldn't be worried about you know medicating him just in yes. case he picks up anything. Yes. <laughs> and yes, so we're enjoying this is a different season in our mm-hmm. lives. And, and that's God. I, so now we are thinking about now we are working with about how to communicate because it's nonverbal. So God is still yes. very much alive. <laughs> Can we just put our hands together and celebrate? Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Thank you for allowing the family to be wonderful here with us today. And may the Lord bless you. Join us every Sunday from 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. at Rubani House on Shriji Road off Airport North Road.